this is Lefty Lucy Righty Tidy, a Texan caught in the middle with Craig Allen. And you are listening to the feature of the week. Are you tired of your normal boring podcast? Are you tired of politics from the extremes? Well, you have found something truly different with an entertaining look at the worlds of politics and history. Now, with this feature from our podcast this week, here's your host, Craig Allen. Hello, all, and thank you for joining us for the new Feature of the Week program. This new podcast will take what our staff considers to be our best segment from each program and feature for our listeners who may not have as much time to hear the full program or our new listeners who may want to get a little tidbit of what our program is all about. These programs will be very child and family friendly and will release one day after our regular program each week. They will still include what you expect from this podcast. Yes. Something different and something about history or politics or both or something that at least ties into one or the other. This week's feature will get us in to Talking Turkey. That's right. We will find out what happens each year to the turkeys that get sent to the White House. Does a president eat them? Do they set them free? Or do they make them the White House pet? What if I told you that you could be correct about all of those? At least in history, that's true anyway. Find out as you listen to today's feature what happens to the birds. In this feature we call... Birds of a feather stick together. There is nothing more foul than the innocent suffering. So let's get some pardons done this Thanksgiving, or at least let's talk about them. We're going to talk turkey, that is, pardoning turkeys. Why does the President of the United States pardon turkeys each year on Thanksgiving? Is it PETA? Well, no. PETA, that is the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, was founded in 1980 and did not really gain any power until the 90s. Public pardons of our fine-feathered friends go back to Reagan and beyond. Is it their other cuteness? Have you seen a turkey lately? Maybe for my kids who think every animal is cute, but uh, no, it's not their cuteness. Well, where did it start? Was it Ronald Reagan, Harry Truman, or George Bush? Although all of them are involved in this story in some way or another, this is not how the story begins. Was it politics? Yes, there is some politics involved in every story, but not in the beginning. The tradition goes back to one little hike and his buddy. You can go all the way back to my second full podcast where I profiled Honest Abe Lincoln, our 16th president. This is where Thanksgiving starts as he signed a bill making it a national holiday to give thanks on the fourth Thursday in November. But the story of pardoning the first turkey officially goes like this. President Lincoln was a loving person and really loved his kids. Poultry dealers had been sending birds to the White House for years before Lincoln for gifts. In 1863, in the heart of the worst war in American history, Lincoln was presented with a turkey from a dealer. Lincoln's son, Tad, did not want this apparently lovable creature cooked, so Abe Lincoln stepped in and pardoned him. Noah Brooks, a journalist, recorded this story about Lincoln in 1865, but this was just the beginning of the story. Let's go forward a little bit 
before we tell the whole thing. A Rhode Island poultry seller by the name of Horace Vose began sending turkeys to the White House in the 1870s. The White House turkey became an official thing from Vose until his death in 1913. In 1914, turkeys began coming in from everywhere. Some of the turkeys were dressed up and others had special messages for the president. Recently, politics and our recent problems with rewriting our recent history began rearing its ugly head on this fun and fine-feathered tradition. Harry Truman was the first president to receive a turkey from the Poultry and Egg Association. That is it. This is as far as the myth goes with Harry Truman. Harry Truman ate his turkeys. He did not pardon them. Now, there has been some kind of myth spread on the internet, which I just finished telling you, don't believe the things you read on the internet, that he was the first person to pardon turkeys, but he ate them. In fact, Truman said of the pair of turkeys he would get, quote unquote, they would come in handy for Christmas dinner. In 1963, President Kennedy said of the turkeys he was presented, let's keep him going. And there was a pardon, but not officially. And the press kind of used the word pardon and there was a few smattering things said about it, but nothing was official, nothing big was made. Richard Nixon and Jimmy Carter did not kill their gift turkeys either. They gave them to the kids. They presented them to the Oxen Hill Children's Farm to live in a mini zoo. President Reagan also sent his turkeys to the farm, but he formalized the ceremony and made it a yearly thing, which was very smart politically. He made it into an opportunity for jokes and satire. President Reagan was the first president to officially use the word pardon in connection with the Thanksgiving turkey in 1987 in response to media queries about whether he might pardon Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North or any of the other figures involved in the Iran-Contra scandal. Reagan joked that if that year's turkey had not already been destined for a petting farm, I would have pardoned him. And the turkey got away. George Herbert Walker Bush, our president after President Reagan, in fact, was the one who began formally pardoning turkeys in 1989. He said, not this guy, quote unquote, when he was talking about the holiday turkey presented to him that year. Quote, he's been granted a presidential pardon as of right now, allowing him to live out his days on a farm not far from here. That tradition has remained through that time, through the next Bush, through Obama, and all the way to Biden. By this point, animal rights protesters had gained power and were yelling for the bird's life. But the tradition goes back to my favorite president, the start of it all, and his eight-year-old son, Tad. Tad was born just after the Lincolns had lost a three-year-old child. The year before this pardon occurred, the Lincolns had lost yet another child, 11-year-old Willie. Tad was the only child living in the White House because another child was in college. This boy was full of spirit. He was so full of life at this point that the Lincolns had experienced massive grief. The nation was experiencing tremendous grief and there was darkness and death all around. I think President Lincoln would have given this boy anything he wanted, (gasps) frankly. And Tad was born with a cleft palate. He had a lisp. He had dental impairments that made it almost impossible for him to eat solid food. Tad was highly emotional and could get lost throughout the White House. He loved to play under his father's desk. Unlike his father and brother, he could not focus on academics. He didn't like to read. On one occasion, a politician leaving the White House told a companion he had, quote, just had an interview with the tyrant of the White House, then made it clear he was referring to Tad. The Lincolns spoiled him. He had been through really rough times as a child. 
Tad took it upon himself to raise money for the United States Sanitary Commission. The Civil War equivalent of the Red Cross was the Sanitary Commission. Now, I will tell you, even though this is a spoiled child, he began to think about others, and that just shows you the heart of Lincoln was in him. By charging White House guests a nickel to be introduced to his father, the president, in the White House. Lincoln tolerated his son's daily interruptions until he learned what the boy was up to and then quickly put an end to Tad's charity work. Then we come back to the pardon. It was late 1863 when the Lincolns received a live turkey for the family to feast on at Christmas. Tad was ever fond of animals, quickly adopting him as a pet, naming him Jack, and teaching him how to follow him around the White House grounds. On Christmas Eve, Lincoln told his son that the bird was no longer his pet. He said, quote, Jack was sent here to be killed and eaten for this very Christmas. He told Tad, who answered, I can't help it, Father. He's a good turkey, and I don't want him killed. The boy argued that the bird had his rights. And as always, the president gave in, writing a reprieve for the turkey on a card, making it the first official pardoning of a turkey and handing it to Tad. Five months later, the president and first lady went to see our American cousin at Ford's Theater. Too adult for 12-year-old Tad, he was taken by his tutor to see Aladdin and his wonderful lamp at a theater nearby. Just minutes into the children's show, a theater official burst in. He shouted that President Lincoln had been shot. Everyone was still to silence until it was broken by the cries of a young boy wanting his father. <laughs> They've killed him, Tad cried. They've killed him. He was taken back to the White House but didn't see his father again until Lincoln's body was displayed in the East Room ceremony, attended by General Grant and new President Andrew Johnson. Pa is dead. Tad said, I can hardly believe that I shall never see him again. I am only Tad Lincoln now, little Tad, like other little boys. I am not a president's son. Well, I will try and be a good boy and will hope to go someday to Pa and Brother Willie in heaven. Mary Lincoln moved to Chicago with him, where boarding schools tried to help with his lack of learning. The two then traveled to Germany, where Tad attended a school in Frankfurt. On a trip back to the United States in 1871, he became severely ill and he never recovered. He was just 18. Tad Lincoln, this little wild child of one of our most beloved presidents and a serious advocate for turkey rights, was buried in Springfield, Illinois, beside his father and two brothers. His father dearly loved him, and somehow I do too. And this story is the basis for why I am perfectly okay with pardoning a turkey or two. In fact, maybe 10. You never know what turkey might mean to a child. It has nothing to do with PETA, or politics at this point for me, but more to do with patience and paternal instincts. Lincoln sure knew what those were. So I want to thank you for joining us today. It has been a hobgobbler of an experience being with you. I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. If you enjoyed this story, please listen to our full podcast of Lefty Lucy Righty Tidy, a Texan caught in the middle. With me, your host, we dive into the world of politics, looking at ways America can get along and discussing the issues of the day. We also highlight leaders in the world who unite and inspire us. On today's special, the Thanksgiving episode, along with the story you just heard, you'll hear other features, including the story about a truly great American hero and the first Thanksgiving hero, in fact in American tradition. This Native American helped spread peace in our land and he knew how to do it well. Yes! We profile him today. And we also looked at how a caucus works in our poli-sci for the normal guy portion of our program. 
we pointed out how this process works. And during this holiday season, we always watch football, right? Roughing the passer. Well, in our Inspired Admire segment, we feature a famous Dallas Cowboy, one who will likely be featured on Thanksgiving Day, in fact. In what way did he inspire me and my kids this past week? Touchdown! And certainly our partisan divide is bad. Is it bad for our friendships, our family, our holidays? But is it also dangerous? In a segment we call, Is It Crazy Fear or Is Our Fear Crazy? We pointed out how we should look at partisanship in this country and has it perhaps gone way too far. Yes. And we dedicated this program to the memory of our 35th president of the United States. Who was he? Well, he helped destroy the mafia in this country who had risen to an extremely dangerous power level at the point of his presidency. And he held off what could have been nuclear war. Who was this guy? We'll find out in our segment we call, How Did We Get Here? And I have pride in my French ancestry, and I'm very proud of the Huguenots. But in this case, we're talking about the modern French I'm proud of, who stood against anti-Semitism and marched against it. In a feature I call, Stand on Your Will or Silently Kill, we profiled the French and what they did. And in this special edition on the 60th anniversary of the death of our 35th president, we featured his life. Please listen in to these stories this week on our podcast. And next week will be family time. So we will have a shorter program than usual as there will be more time for us to be with our families. So on our post-holiday podcast, we will feature a great American hero who traveled throughout the West but had a mysterious, very mysterious death. And we will talk about the poor polling of our president and vice president. Is Kamala Harris a drag on the ticket or is she really helping Biden with younger non-white voters? We will talk about that. And what is going to happen with the Democrats' choice for president? Could this get interesting? Please join us again next week. Please let us know what you think about our program. We are on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Player FM, Podchaser, Boomplay. Please find us again on your favorite platform and let us know what you think. Are we a fine feather friend or are we foul? Let's vote. Please let us know by simply choosing one or the other and throw it on there. Or frankly, this is America. You can always harvest a ballot. Or as always, this is a democracy. You can just do as John Wayne did and choose not to vote pilgrim. Okay, well, that's enough for this game bird for today. So join me, your host, Craig Allen, next week for another feature of the week from the podcast, Lefty Lucy, Righty Tidy, a Texan caught in the middle. Join us again next week for another entertaining look into the world of politics. 